powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Guys, are we even surprised anymore that I'm hosting Game Over Calgary following a Calgary Flames loss? It's becoming memeable at this point, actually. Um, my Twitter mentions flood with people saying, oh, it's a game overnight. Naughty's hosting. It must be it must be a Flames loss. It's a scheduled loss. Um, so I'll take the burden on this one. But the Calgary Flames fall again. Another frustrating one, Flames fans. This is not... Uh, this is not the way things should be going at this point in the season. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. I'm excited to get into this one with you guys because there's a lot to talk about. I'm excited to bring in the in uh, in my guest today. This is uh, this is one that I I've I've been trying to snipe for a while. We finally uh, we finally made it work on short notice too, and after a couple technical hiccups. But that was uh, that was definitely on me. But we'll get into it shortly here. Think you know what way it's gonna go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. And fair warning: if you see that it's a game that I'm hosting, bet the other team. Guaranteed to make some money. Uh, whether it's or sorry, I said that already. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com/sdpn19+. Plus, please play responsibly as always. And if anybody you or anybody you know has any gambling uh, problems, please be sure to reach out. Uh, there's lots of resources in the show notes for you and your loved ones and, and family and friends and whoever else to get help. So, um, yeah, like I said, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into our guest today. This has been a long time coming. Paul, I don't give Kachuk. How are you doing, brother? Thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time. And, and I'm happy to have you on, man. I'm excited to be here. I haven't done like a show or anything in forever. I hop on like a podcast or anything. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited too. It's um, it's 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 nice to talk to other Flames fans who feel the struggle, because this team has not lived up to the expectations this year, and in games like this one, well, look, we're, I won't, I, I won't, um, I'll be cut and dry is what I'm trying to say. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it by any stretch. This is the point of the year after the halfway mark. You know, this team is sitting or was sitting, I haven't checked the standings now, in a wild card spot. Uh, the Oilers are creeping up. The Avs, who they just happen to play, are creeping up. They're getting healthy at the right time. And yeah. uh, this team is continuing their perpetual mediocrity. Uh, and it's it's frustrating. Just your thoughts up to this point in the season. How's, how's it been for you as a Flames fan? Um, I always say, like, I, I always joke with my dad talking about hockey. I'm always like, but the Flames... I expect it. It's either a wild card or bust, or just somehow randomly win a division. So I'm just so, I'm so used to it at this point. I'm like, okay, we're compete for the wild card. It's the same stuff, but like, it's just frustrating to really watch. Like, there, for me, there's really no like drive to want to watch them because like like last year we were exciting. We were like fast skating, Kachuk, all them, and then like this year it's just, like we're kind of like slow and boring it's like <laughs> it's typical daryl sutter hockey man it's what everybody expected when sutter came in right like this is like this slow one goal games and 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 just the frustrating losses everybody expected this so i mean to your point though you're right they they, they pull a full 180 here with uh the team they had last year um and i don't know we could chalk it up to uh, I've said it before on this show, guys trying to get comfortable in a new system, but it doesn't excuse 
Markstrom's play. It doesn't excuse Lucic's play. Um, and you know what? We we, we got to get into it because you know you and I, uh, maybe more so you at the start of the year, but because I was like, and you know it, I was uh, I was chest beaten for Markstrom at the beginning of the year. This guy can't be the whipping boy. He's like the you know he was yes. the second runner up for the Vesna, and all this time I should have been listening to Paul because <laughs> you had it all along. That's uh, that that he hasn't been up to par this year. Yeah, like so three games in or something, I was watching like, man, Marshall really looks like he's not looking right. I'm like, he looks like ass. And, like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I normally tweet out my thoughts during the game, and I was like, it's like Marshall. I didn't know if we could curse or not, so I didn't want to say it. But I was like, you can I curse. Like, I was like, Marshall looks like ass, and then everyone's like, what is wrong with you? Like, you know what you're talking about? And I'm like. What? And then, like, for a couple of days afterwards, I didn't know if I wanted to tweet anything out afterwards. So I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then, like, I, I'm bringing it up because, I, I talk, again, I talk to my dad all the time about hockey. He's a big Minnesota fan, so we talk all the time. And I'm like, I remember sitting here on the couch, like, Markstrom sucks. And everyone was clowning me. And then, like, now everybody's saying it. And I'm like, oh, finally people are starting to see it. I don't remember what it was. I think he gave up like some fluke goal in like the first shot or something. And I was like, I mean, we're five and one. And I'm like, but Marshall, he's driving me nuts. And, oh, it was, uh, he still is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He still is. And, and like, I wouldn't pin some of these goals tonight exclusively on him. Cause you and I went back and forth a little bit, um, before we hopped on and during the game about, Okay, like, you know, we can be hard on Markstrom tonight. We could be hard on the blue line tonight. Defensively, they just were horrendous in their own end, uh, turning the puck over. And it seemed to me like this is this is kind of the way I saw it from the blue line perspective or from the D perspective tonight, is that the Flames were trying to break out of the zone before they had possession of the puck, and they got mm-hmm. caught. They got caught so many times in their own end where they, you know, like I said, they they th- they started breaking out before they had the puck. The puck gets turned over, creates a chance. I think that first Lekkonen goal was a prime example of that, where, you know, they just, I don't know why, they just think they can break things out without um, without possession. And, and and that's, you know, your, your two blue liners who are supposed to be playing deeper and, and, and protecting the front of the net end up, you know, halfway up the ice or halfway up their own zone. Yeah with no possession and it's like what are you doing man and i know i know you saw the same struggles today uh from the blue line yeah and if they if they're like driving up the ice or something i specifically remember the one play like we were had the puck and he like fell and just completely lost it at his own end and they were driving back down and like there were just so many random plays i just felt like the avalanche like they made us look slow and i felt like the defense couldn't really keep up i mean you saw markstrom even went to the bench and was like talking to the defense from like Tanev and Anderson and them. And he was like, I, forget, I don't know what he was saying. But he was like talking to him like, Hey, listen, like, I need some help here. Even yeah. though he's like giving up some like these random like shots are just going on him and everything. But yeah, it, it, I, I noticed that throughout the game. And I mean, the, I think this, this, the one goal where it, it was McKinnon and he sauced it on over. I, I never get like, for me, I think it's really stupid when defensemen lie flat on their belly because they leave so much room for those passes to go through. And McKinnon just sauced it right through. I mean, that was great vision on his end. But it, it, the defense was just really frustrating. And they made us look foolish tonight. <laughs> yeah, they did. And and like I said, coming, you know, leading into this, it's, uh, 
the Avs aren't in the play. They might be now. Like I said, I haven't actually checked the standings since uh, since tonight's loss and the win for the Avs. But a team that struggled, a team that was kind of outside the picture looking in, they might still be. But a team that we know is dangerous, a team that we know is starting to get healthy at the right time. Things are starting to click. We saw the speed. We saw the puck control and dominance from this team. Look, they're coming off the heels of a Stanley Cup, and that's not that's not a coincidence, right? They didn't lose a whole lot. Um it's a scary team and and I just don't see or at least I'm going to say we'll save this part for a little bit later but I didn't see for the most part of this game that kind of intensity that the Avs played with matched from the Flames it was uh, a pretty lackadaisical effort um mm-hmm. and one of the things too that that really pissed me off is the amount of, and, and this has been a storyline all year is the amount of odd man rushes that the Flames yes the Flames uh surrender in any given game like there were probably three or four tonight, and that just speaks more truth about, you know, I don't know if it's piss poor line changes. I don't know if it's just like, like how do you see it? Because like it can't just be me who sees these odd man rushes. Yeah, I, I mean, I was looking through Twitter and I was seeing people's responses. It's almost like they're playing like comfortably. It's almost like oh, well, you know, my spot in the roster is secure, so I can kind of like cut back and not really have to do much and. I mean, a lot of that maybe has to do, I mean, we're calling up Jay and all these guys, but we're not playing them. And it's like, oh, if we're just calling these guys up and not playing them, I guess my roster spot's safe. I don't have to put forth a lot of effort. And, and it kind of like, they're just skating right by us. And for an Avalanche team, I mean, they don't have a lot of their players are all injured. And the fact they're still skating circles around us and going on so many like two-on-ones and breakaways and stuff, it's concerning. Oh man, it's, it's, it's beyond concerning. It's frustrating as hell. It's... I don't know. I, I all I'm gonna say, like, <laughs> I'm getting real sick and tired of coming on this show, and like talking about so much. Like, and people are painting me with such a negative brush now online because it's like, <laughs> shit, man. All I do is come on here after every game and bitch about the same shit over. There's and not much over. to talk about positively, man, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right? What's that quote? Like, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same results? It's the Calgary, <laughs> it's the Calgary Flames. The insanity is playing Lucic on the top six and expecting him to put up, like, a point per game. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, the sustainability of him on the top six, which is actually a good segue. We'll, we'll get into that in a second here. Um, but before we do that, let's get into some of the live chat. We got 41 people watching right now. Thank you, everybody. I know it's a late one for you, Paul. It's a late one out here on the in uh, Mountain Time as well. 10:30 p.m. here. I know it's I know it's late for you there. So uh, it's like 12:30. It's, it's almost 1 a.m. So you are uh, you are trooping talking to me tonight about uh, this fucking abysmal loss. So <laughs> that's what we'll call it. Um, so 41 in the chat. We appreciate all of you stopping by. Please be sure to uh, help the algorithm out by by liking, sharing the stream on Twitter, getting more uh, like-minded Flames fans in here, and 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 venting and letting our airing our grievances out here on Game Over Calgary on SDPN Sports. Um, Robert is in the house. Defoli does love hitting posts. He says he does, but he also had a nice tuck today, so we uh, we can respect his uh, his uh, his goal at least. Um, that was so nice. Oh man, he's so good. He's been so good. Uh, James Johnson says, "Audi, I love and appreciate you, but I think you're bad luck." You know what? I can. I'll wear that. I'll wear that. Whatever. <laughs> we'll put it on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nate. Nate was one of my guests before. He says, "Can't blame it on me hopping on this time." Woohoo! 
so that's good. Uh, the Flames, a <laughs> lot, of, lot of roast towards me. The Flames must know when Audie is hosting because they never show up when he's hosting. Jesus Christ, Dang. you guys. You guys are really uh, are, uh, are, are really getting out for me or have it out for me here. Uh, Audie gets all the fun games. Boy, here we go. People saying, whoa, sick hair, Audie. Thank you. I got a fresh, uh, fresh chop today. It's, yes, uh, I got a haircut yesterday too. My hair was all over the place. I dude, it, it was so bad. It's like for me, and especially because like I'm getting to the age now where I'm starting to get these things called gray hairs. Um, and <laughs> and when my hair's long, you can see them on the side of my head. So when I get that nice uh, number one on the side, it does a good job at hiding those grays. So we'll we'll hold on to that as long as we can. <laughs> Um, Audie with the fresh cut. Everybody's, t- you know what? Everybody's saying future Mrs. Mrs. James must be swooning. She's upstairs in bed, so uh, no swooning right now. Um, why is Sutter afraid to play Peltier? That's a question in the chat from uh, Jay Money, and I think you and I, Paul, can both probably answer this one pretty easily. And it's because mm-hmm. he's not big. Yeah, he's not six foot tall. This big Hulk guy who smashes people into the boards and big physical power yeah. player. <laughs> it's true. And, and, and it's funny hearing the coach critique his size and it's like, Oh, he's got everything. He's got everything. And then his last line in talking about Peltier is, but he doesn't have, or he's not big. He's something, something along those lines. It's like Daryl Sutter, excuse me, as I have a freaking health episode, while we're while we're doing this, um, Daryl Sutter seems to forget that when he entered the league, he was not a very big guy either. Exactly. He, like, like I, I just I, I don't get the 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 fear of size. Like Johnny Gaudreau was a part of this a part of this organization for eight seasons, and he's not a big guy. Put up 115 points last year, and um, you know there's a place for small guys in this league. And you don't know what he can bring until you try him, which is a piece that I'm still working on over at the wind column, uh, an article that I've yeah, got. Yeah, you remember, you remember one of the, the the short players who ended up letting go in Flames history, never got a chance, Martin St. Louis, and you saw how that bit us in the butt, right? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And, and, and he had an okay career. Yeah, yeah, not, nothing much. It's a Hall of Fame career, you know. Yeah. Scored the goal to tie the series against us. Nothing much. <laughs> yeah, the 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 ultimate stab in the in the Flames side, uh, Martin Saint Louis. But yeah, it's like there's a play. I just I, I can't buy the size narrative anymore, man. Because like, there's a place for little guys in this league. Yeah, I'm, I'm five foot four. If I can get on the ice and skate, I'm sure Bill J can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I I'm fully confident. That he can do it. A few more down the um, down the live chat here. As we have 49 in here now. Uh, Conrad saying, Audi with the pride shirt? Hell yeah. Audi with the SDPN pride shirt. You can get those as well. If you go to the SDPN website and click on the merch section, it'll take you right to where you can get these lovely, uh, lovely pride shirts. Hey, at least you didn't write in a post for a certain blog to bet on Markstrom winning the Vesna before the season started. LOL. <laughs> Not my proudest moment, says Amon from the win column. So yes. Uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll down here just so that we can get some more recent ones. Uh, Avs 500th franchise road win tonight. Congratulations to them. Of course, it came against the Flames. Um, where are we here? Ba, 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 ba. The win column, baby. Yep. Uh, Noah Adler saying I'm over Daryl. Oh, and also love the pennant to your right, Paul says Noah, and then he's talking about the other. Your yeah, your your left, his right. 
as in he's a he's a Yankees fan, unfortunately, as well. Oh, there so, you go. So you've Aaron got some. Judges back. I'm excited. That's right, and and Noah would be the type of person to turn this into game over New York Yankees instead of game over <laughs> Calgary. So um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna move on because my Blue Jays inner fandom is just screaming right now. But um, <laughs> uh, what I wanted to bring up, Paul, because it was something I actually texted you about. Um, and I'll, I'll credit Julian McKenzie, who actually, uh, our good SDPN friend Julian, who actually saw it first. And then I was like, okay, let me let me have a look here. Daryl Sutter, who's not really known for throwing the Lions in a blender mid-game, spat out some pretty interesting combinations in the third period. And when he did, this the momentum kind of shifted for a little bit there. It gave me a little bit of a glimmer of hope. Because things started mm-hmm. to look decent. They obviously didn't score, um, but they were generating chances. I thought they looked a lot quicker. I thought that um, it was one of the better groupings we've seen this team put out uh, this year. And, and I'm going to read them off to you because I know you know it. But for those of you who didn't catch it, um, what did they do first of all? Huberto got put back on the first line with Lindholm and Toffoli. That was a line that looked good. Um where are we now? Backland with Dubé and Lewis, which we talked about, you and I talked about, um, that would be the prototypical shutdown line, right? Like that's mm-hmm. just, that just screams defense. Yeah. And that was something that the Flames struggled with up until that point. So why it took so long to put that line together is beyond me, but we got to see it. Um, we saw Kadri with Mangiapane and Coleman, and finally, right where he belongs, if he belongs in the <laughs> NHL anywhere, the fourth line of Adam Rzichka, uh, Dewar, and Milan Lucic. So it took him a while, but Daryl may be realizing now that Milan Lucic is a fourth line player. What did you take from those line changes? And uh, do you think this is a continued trend or is it just a splash in the pan in the later part of a game where you're down by three? Um, I, I kind of feel like it, it needed to happen. I kind of gave, in a way, it kind of gave him like a spark. Like, oh man, suddenly I'm like lower on the lineup or higher in the lineup. I got to start putting in more effort. And you saw him come out. They looked better. They generated more chances. And it kind of gave him like an overall like boost. Like, hey, we need to wake up. I think that was kind of the message he was trying to send. Now, I don't know why he's done that more. Like, if that's <laughs> the message you're trying to send, why don't you just do that? But I mean, you know, Lucic is a, a veteran, and he, he's won a cup like 10 years ago or so. Yeah. I must have killed him to put him on the fourth line. <laughs> right. He's a, he's a shell of his previous self. And as much as, look, as much as I rag on Milan Lucic, I think my disdain is not to the player, but more so the coach and how he's deploying the player. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Milan Lucic, like, willingly said, hey, Daryl, you should play me in the top six. I think that would be fantastic for this hockey club that lacks any scoring, finishing abilities, any speed, uh, puck control. I don't think he went up to them and said that. Daryl is the one who put him there. Um, I'm hoping that by seeing what we saw tonight with the lines being changed later in the game, that it hopefully leads to... um, you know, maybe a, a bit of an epiphany, if you will, for Daryl Sutter, where he says, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? 
This shit hasn't worked. Sure, we're collecting loser points, but we're not winning hockey games. And Daryl Sutter is, you know what impresses Daryl Sutter? W's. That's what impresses Daryl Sutter is W's. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. The, 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 the infamous quote. And, um, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a, maybe he's finally seeing the lights. I don't know. Did somebody slip something in his drink and now he's all of a sudden a different man? Like, I don't know. I'm purple Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this team's missing, right? It's just that purple Gatorade. Oh, I miss you, Monty. I miss you, Monty. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly interesting times here in Calgary. Um, but yeah, I, I I truly don't know what it's gonna take. Like like I ho- like I'm hoping and and tell me how you feel, but I'm hoping mm. that this is like a nice little wake up call and maybe they explore these lines for more than just that third period. Yeah, and I'm hoping that it also encourages Sutter to try out different things because I mean you shuffle the lines and end up working positively. Maybe try and do that more in the future. If you're seeing a player like Ruzichka, who had like a point per game pace, you don't put him on the fourth line. You, you put him on the on the top and give him more minutes. So I'm hoping that this is like an eye opener and like, hey, I, if I move these guys around and like you can't force chemistry, right? So you have to kind of do what you can to try and let players naturally get it. And I mean, maybe try and see who works well with who and pair them up with that. And don't be afraid to put new players into the lineup either. Right? right? You yeah. got yeah, yeah. yeah. You got this young French kid who's up in the press box uh, enjoying every flavor of hot dog and popcorn and saddle dome <laughs> ice cream you can have. By the way, if you ever make the saddle dome, the malt ice cream, deadly. Deadly. I, I was thinking about that. There was a commercial I kept seeing where it's like, there's a, a ticket thing you can get yeah. where you get like a burger and a hot dog. I was like, man, those bolts kind of sound fire. I was like, <laughs> Dude, I will say, I, I will say, and I don't know, I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, you haven't been to Calgary or you have seen a game in Calgary? No, I've, no? I've never been there. I'm always the away fan. Yeah, I figured, <laughs> I figured as much. I just wasn't sure if you made the trip out here yet. But if you eventually do, which I'm sure you at some point in your Flames fan life will, you got to try yes. the Pocket Dogs. They have these, mm-hmm. they, 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 have, have you heard of those? So basically, no. <laughs> so basically what it is, is like, imagine like a baguette bun, but it's like the ass end of the baguette bun, the round part. And they like quarter the baguette and they like, it's going to sound weird. They core a hole out in the middle and then they just, yeah. put the, they, they, they pump it with whatever sauce you want. They got ketchup, mustard, ranch, they got Dang. cheese, and then they throw the hot dog in there. Dude, they are so, so, so good. And um, it's easy to break. Or uh, it's easy to, to to easily take down three or four of those. Um, speaking for <laughs> speaking for myself, uh, and the malt ice cream, deadly. The malt ice cream is so good at the saddle home. And I know everybody in here. Uh, uh, somebody saying left-headed penman saying tickets are expensive enough. I don't buy food at the dome. It is pricey, but that's like every. This is like the cost of the NHL, man. Every place is pricey when you want to buy food. But anyway, I digress. Peltier is up there eating every great food you could possibly get at the Scotiabank Saddle <laughs> Um And I think he like, – do you think we see him soon? I hope we see him soon. I mean, I kind of understand the thought process of not playing him tonight. Like, I mean, it is the avalanche. Even though half their team is out, I don't think you try testing out a rookie against one of those types of teams. But if you're playing a team like not really in the playoff picture, I don't see why it would hurt to put him in there, give him some ice time, see what he can do. I mean, 
at least he played Phillips. It wasn't a lot, but at least he put him in there. But I mean, Pelche right now is just sitting watching what type of hockey you shouldn't be playing. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's still getting some experience that way, but you know, you like to put him in. I mean, because he's not playing in the AHL, so what's he really doing? He's collecting an NHL paycheck, which I'm, you know what? I'm all for seeing a guy who's who's playing well in the A, getting the call up and collecting a bit of an NHL paycheck for a little bit. That's great. It's a great reward system. But like, I think we're beyond that with Jacob Pelche. I think he's shown that he can play at the AHL level and he can be dominant at, at the AHL level. He's been great in every level mm-hmm. he's played at. The only level he hasn't played at yet is the National Hockey League level, which is kind of like the grand stage. Um, so I don't know. Yes. I mean, God, man, it's like, uh, is it next game? Like, like I, if I'm Daryl, like I, I, I think, I think you gotta try him. Like, I don't know who do they play next anyway. Tampa on Saturday, right? I think it's yeah. Tampa Saturday. Okay, maybe not, but I don't know. Like, what's what do you do? It's a, it's a, it's a rock and a hard place, right? Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of facts I think I found too. Like one of them, I think Calgary's like one of the only teams in the league that have not had a single player 22 or under play a game this year. And I think there was a fact I saw a while back. Hopefully I'm remembering it right. But I think it's like Pelche is the only player from the first round of his draft still to have not played a single like NHL regular season game, which is just nuts. There's like, what, 96 points in 97 games or something in the AHL? Yep. So yep. like, why? Why? <laughs> What's the point pain. of having prospects if you're not going to catch them out? Pain, dude. It's it's just painful. I don't know. I, and, and that's the frustrating part for me is like, what more does a prospect have to do to show that he's deserved a chance? It's great that he's got the call up, um, but like like I said when when he got called up, I I quote tweeted the tweet from the Flames and I said, man, I really hope this guy likes popcorn and and uh, and fountain drinks because he's gonna be spending a lot of time up in the press box with Connor Mackey. It's they're gonna be best yeah. friends. Connor Mackey's gonna be fluent in French by the time he's done with it. Yeah, and I'm worried too because you look who else is in the AHL right now, Dustin Wolf. And if they're not playing our guys like Pelche and them, who's to say they don't try out Wolf anytime? So like, and Wolf is not a like, very big guy. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That might be right? Crazy. If you want to talk about size, he's lighting up the AHL, but he's not very fucking big. Like, yeah. <laughs> not that it matters. And I don't know if it matters for Daryl on that point, but, oh, man, I've rambled. It's, it's, it's just frustrating. I know you and I share the same frustrations that a lot of Flames fans share, too. It's like... Everybody thought this team was destined for something. They went through hell and back in the off season, just a complete shit show, carousel, circus, whatever word you want to uh, you want to attribute it to. It's uh, it's been crazy, and it it just hasn't been what you know. And I sound like a fucking broken record because every time <laughs> I come on this show, it's after a loss, and I'm saying, oh, this is just. You know, we uh, this is what we've come to expect, and it's everybody was expecting greatness, and this is what we're getting now. And yeah, it's, every it's, time I hear uh, the media be like, "Oh, the Flames have great Stanley Cup aspirations," I'm like, "Oh, don't buy that," because every time we have expectations, it never ends up happening, or something goes wrong, or something. Or like, we'll just every single time I always tell my buddies, I'm like, anytime you hear the Flames are Stanley Cup champions. Don't believe them until you see actual results. Yeah. That's just what I'm used to at this point. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I, Stanley I, Cup aspirations round one. Like, <laughs> I feel that, man. And it's, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tough sledding because this team has got some uh, some serious weight to pick up before they uh, before we get to playoff time. Okay, we're going to quickly read through some more co- uh, comments. Excuse me before we put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. And hey, shout out to all fifty four people watching live. It's late. Uh, thank you for tuning in on the SDPN Sports YouTube channel. Um, and thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing, getting more people in here. We got a lot of cool people in here uh, chatting some flames and chatting hockey. Pocket dogs are worth it, though, especially the cheddar ones. A lot of pocket dog love. So I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad I brought it up. I'm glad we could have something positive to talk about in this, uh, this terrible loss to the Colorado Avalanche on this uh, Wednesday night. Um, Mason is here. He wanted to, uh, yes. yeah, he Mason's you had to know damn well Mason would be here. Uh, he says, this guy's different. He's like Corey Perry. I wonder if that's an inside joke between you two because, or maybe, maybe he's, oh no, he's talking about Czech prospect Pilov Yurskin <laughs> at an excellent word. I feel like that's a joke. It's <laughs> going into fifth it's got to be a fake name. It's a fake prospect, like Taro Tushimoto. It's like... <laughs> I read that and I'm like, this is not fucking real. Mason is yanking my chain. Uh, didn't central? Yeah, he keeps going on about him. Uh, he's he, somebody. Benjamin. Benjamin. Do you know who that is? Yes, that's my buddy Benjamin. Hey, ben. he goes. He's the best player from the Czech Republic since Yarmir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, so I, he said the line, he said the thing. Oh no. Did I get, did I get like, everybody's freaking out right now. Did I, did, did, did I do something bad? Am I going to get fired? No, no, no. Peel off, peel off your skin. It sounds like peel off your skin. So it's a whole, sort of like, oh, he said it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody's, yeah, I'm not reading that one, James. Um, <laughs> Uh, some more comments. Maybe I'll go see Bedard and still have money for a pocket dog. If ticks are still available. Left-handed penman. Last I checked at the Saddle Dome, I actually wanted to get ch- tickets to see this because the Pats, I think, play once more in Calgary. Um, and their tickets are still relatively uh, decent priced. I might go have to check out uh, Mr. Connor Bedard. Yeah, I said it. Everybody's fucking roasting me. I, You know what? <laughs> I, I read it and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be... This is... Uh, it's Mason with the comments, so it's not gonna be fucking good. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. So everybody's <laughs> me, me and Mason are jumping up and down right now, crying. So I, I think this is a good spot to, to, to put a bow on it, Paul. My man, this has been awesome. I, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for doing this, especially on such short notice. I've been wanting to get you on, and uh, yes. and I'm and I'm glad we made it work, man, because this uh, this was a lot of fun. Hey, listen, anytime you want me back on, I'll hop on. I I, I love doing things like this. So this is awesome. I'll, I'll take you up on that offer for sure. But before we uh, um, uh, before we put a bow on it. Um, sorry, everybody's still going off and fucking making me feel silly. Before we before. <laughs> Before we uh, say farewell, um, your shameless plug. The floor is yours. Tell everybody where you're at and what you're up to. Okay, cool. So um, if you don't know who I am, I am the YouTube channel called I Don't Give Kachuk. Unfortunately, the Flames decided to give Kachuk away, but I have. We're gonna keep the name. We're gonna keep the name. Um, but yeah, I don't. 
Yes, I don't get Kachuk um, on YouTube. I do like hockey history content. It's not just the Flames. I like to talk about like weird historic facts and everything. I, I like to branch out and try new things. Uh, I've been trying to work on a couple projects. I have a couple ideas. I'm always open to suggestions. So if you guys want to slide any my way, go right ahead. But yeah, that's about it. I also have Twitter. It's I don't give Kachuk, but without the O, because I, I couldn't fit all the characters. Because of the stupid I'm character limit. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's the same thing. <laughs> no, it's, uh, hey man, like I said, I, I love your content, and I, I can, I'm a regular consumer, um, and I know a lot, you're building, I love what you're doing with the channel, you're building the building something really special, so um, if you haven't checked Paul out, please be sure, go check out his channel, check him out on Twitter. Um, and don't fall for any of Mason or his antics with fake prospects. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for stopping by and watching Game Over Calgary. This is another Calgary Flames loss that Audie is covering. Um, our next Game Over Calgary show, let me see here. Looking at the schedule, looks like is going to be, I was right, Saturday uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is an early start. Um, let me see here. 1 o'clock Mountain Time starts, so... We will be live post game, uh, probably around three thirty, four o'clock. I would imagine four o'clock is probably closer to. Um, I will be hosting that one. I don't have a guest yet, but I'm working on it. Um, I like I said, appreciate you guys so much for stopping by and hanging out with us after another loss. If you're listening on playback, please be sure to hit like <laughs> and um, be sure to subscribe or whatever you do. Follow the podcast on your preferred podcatcher. Um, stay safe, friends. Be well, and we will talk to you on the next game over Calgary on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Adios, everybody. Be safe. We'll talk to you later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.